the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that he created us in his own image and sacrificed his only begotten sinless son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. You cannot give what you do not possess inwardly. You cannot give what you do not possess inwardly. If you are not filled with the joy of the Lord and the Holy Spirit, you will struggle to encourage others. Now, you cannot give what you do not possess inwardly. If you are not filled with joy, the joy of the Lord and the Holy Spirit, you will struggle to encourage others. Acts 13.52 says, and the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Beloved, when you yield to the Holy Spirit, he will produce the joy of the Lord and he will also move you to encourage others. Are you a joyful saint? Has the Holy Spirit filled your heart with himself? When you are full of God, when you're full of joy, you will move, you'll be led by the Spirit to encourage others. You don't have to make yourself do it. You will naturally, in the Holy Spirit, encourage others when you don't even realize you're encouraging others. It's just a natural tendency that you do because of the joy of the Lord and the Spirit of God uh, being in charge of your life. Number six, you will not lack encouragement if you learn to encourage yourself in the Lord. You will not lack encouragement if you learn to encourage yourself in the Lord. You need to read this text in its wider context. I can't read it all today, but read 1 Samuel chapter 30, verses 1 through 10, and you'll see, what, you'll see the wider a picture of this text. But I'm just going to read one, uh, verse 6. You read the first 10 verses on your own quiet time when you get home. 1 Samuel, maybe one, 30, 1 through 10, or thereabout. But verse 6 says, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David, look, underline this, but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. That's one of my favorite scriptures in the Old Testament. And he said, what translation is this? It's in, this one is in the King James Version. And I like the way it says it, particularly in the King James. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Listen, my friend, when David and his men's families 
were taken captive by the Amalekites, they were so angry at David that they spoke of stoning him. Beloved, do not expect encouragement from those who are angry at you. If they're angry at you, they're not going to encourage you. Don't you, won't you encourage me? You get cussed out first. Don't expect encouragement from those who are angry at you. When you are distressed, look, when you are distressed, when you are under pressure, when you are depressed, or even feel that you have let others down, and when there is no one to encourage you when you are under pressure, when you are distressed, when you are depressed, when you just feel down, and there's absolutely no one to encourage you, your wife won't encourage you, your children won't encourage you, your grandchildren won't encourage you, your other won't encourage you. You have permission to encourage yourself in the Lord. Did you hear what I just said? You have permission to encourage yourself in the Lord. As a matter of fact, go take yourself a break. <laughs> go to the spa. Take, go, go to the park. Go somewhere and relax and get your Bible and just let the Bible encourage you. Sing a song unto the Lord and watch God just refresh you. Refresh you. Let's transition. Why is the ministry of encouragement so valuable to people? Why is the ministry of encouragement so valuable to people? Number one, encouragement is so valuable, so valuable because the word of God tells us, uh, uh, instructs us to encourage one another. Encouragement is valuable because the word of God encourages us and instructs us to encourage one another. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, So encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. You see, the Bible instructs us to encourage one another. That's, that's why we should do it. Uh, beloved, encouraging others is not an option because the Word of God instructs us to encourage one another. And you should be doing it and you get blessed by God and others for it. Secondly, some may be in a situation that you have been delivered from and you can empathize and give them encouragement and hope. This is what makes encouragement so valuable. Someone around you or in your life may be in a situation that you have been delivered from and you can empathize and give them encouragement and hope. First Corinthians chapter one, verses three through four says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. The Lord allows us to go through various trials in our life, so that we will be able to comfort others because we've been there. We'll be able to comfort others, empathize with others, and minister to others who are going through personal crises that we have gone through ourselves. That's what makes encouragement so valuable. Thirdly, encouragement provides assurance that you are not alone. 
Encouragement provides assurance that you are not alone. God requires that we bear one another's burden. Galatians 6, 2 says, bear one another's burden and so fulfill the law of Christ. I personally believe that the Lord does not allow us all to be down at the same time because he desires for us to be in a position to strengthen others, to nurture others, to encourage others. My friend, if we're all down at the same time, then who can help whom? If we're all down together, then whom can help whom? If everybody have a loved one to die at the same time, then who can help whom? Your, your child go crazy, all our children go crazy at the same time. Then who can help whom? I'm so glad that God has this thing worked out. And so when your time come, we can help you. When my time come, you can help me. When her time come, you can help you. But God doesn't permit us all to be down at the same time. So somebody can encourage somebody who's not going through that issue at that time can encourage you who are in the midst of that issue. Thanks be to God that, that, that we don't, we're not all in the dumps together. Number four, encouragement motivates people to achieve. That's why it's so valuable. Encouragement motivates people to achieve. Hebrews 10, 24 says, let us think of ways to encourage one another to acts of love and good works. Mature believers should have a spiritual goal to inspire children. You want to encourage children. They need encouragement. You need to look, look them in the eye, stoop down and say, you did a good job. I'm proud of you. You did good today in Sunday school. You did good today in youth ministry. Uh, you, you need to encourage young married couples who, who are struggling. You need to encourage seniors in the twilight of their lives to reach their God-given potential for Christ, which occurs through the ministry of encouragement. Young children need encouragement. Preteens need encouragement. Uh, teenagers need encouragement. Those college students over there need encouragement. Young adults need encouragement, uh, uh, older adults, senior citizens, and on. We all need encouragement. Number five, encouragement cultivates unity, healthy relationships, and inspires saints to press on and not give up. Encouragement cultivates unity, healthy relationships, and inspires saints to press on and not give up. Romans 14, 19 says, so then let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. If the ministry of appreciation and encouragement permeates the church, people will come because they are literally starving to be refreshed. They will come in the doors of this building because they are starving to be encouraged, starving to be loved, and starving to be appreciated. Do you realize many people will go off into a cult because the cult that have the wrong doctrine will encourage their attendees. And then you have the churches with the right doctrine. A person can come, to, come in here, sit down. You won't shake their hand. You won't say amen. You won't even give them a bump. I was here, well, Conroner's here. Well, give them a fist bump. Give them an elbow. Just, uh, 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 uh. No, just don't let Corona take everything from you because won't y'all say amen? Don't get scared of each other because of Corona. You know, you say six feet, I'm going to stay 10. Wait a minute. I don't, come on, y'all. I mean, 
at the end of the day, we're not to be loose and just naive. But the other, other part, there's a sense in which we have to continue body ministry and not be afraid to do body ministry. I've done weddings in this pandemic. I didn't say, you know, oh, I'm not going to do that wedding. It's going to be too many folk there. Oh, I might get it. Oh, oh, you know how many funerals I've done? <laughs> These last 18, almost two years, a lot of them. I've done them in the church. I've done them graveside. I've done them in funeral chapels. I've done all. They call me and the, the, the parents, or, or the, the, the relatives are all despondent and just grieving and just want my presence there. I was, you know, I, I sure would love to come, but I'm so sorry. I'm going to stay home and I'm going to cover myself and I'm only preaching virtually. So you, you have to wing it by yourself. You be saying, what in the world is wrong with Pastor Draper? But, but, but then I'm going to look at you and say, well, what in the world is wrong with you? That's right. That's right. Don't let the virus paralyze you to the extent that you lose your effectiveness in ministry. And Satan put the fear on you so heavy that you are no good in the Lord's church or his kingdom. The work goes on. And by the way, you think we're going to sit here and wait till everybody get back before we do the Lord's work? Oh, no, we ain't. No way. We're going to work with what we have. We pray they come back and come back soon. But we can't say, you know what? We can't usher until sister so-and-so come back. We, we can't. We can't. No, no cameras can roll because uh, that, that guy knew his business. So we got to wait on him. The Lord, there's no way in this world where the Lord say, wait on folk. We're we going to pray them back, but until they come back, we're going to keep on keeping on to the glory of God. Do I have an amen out there? I must work the works of him that sent me while this day the night cometh when no man can work. It's working time. I want to work it out. I, I want to I I wear out. I don't want to rust out. I don't want to just be on a couch and just live in fear. The work of God is too great. It is too great. So, so we need to keep that in mind to the glory of almighty God. So we, we'll move on. Uh, what number did I leave off on? I just, yeah, number five. Oh, y'all keep me together. Good. Number five. So I, did I do number five? Okay, I can go to number six. All right. See, y'all listening. Y'all writing. That was just a little test, you know, but. <laughs> number six, when you seek to affirm and appreciate others, they will be more eager to perform and become more productive in their areas of responsibilities. When you seek to affirm and appreciate others, they will be more eager to perform and become more productive in their areas of responsibility. Philemon 21, Philemon 21, it says... Having confidence in your obedience, I write to you knowing that you will do even more than I say. Now, that's powerful. That's in Philemon. You say, where is that? It's in your Bible. 
You do not get the best results from people when you macromanage them, place undue pressure upon them, and constantly criticize them. We have one of the best church staff in America. I really believe that. We have one of the best, best church staff in America. And I believe my wife and I, the Lord has given us this staff because we know how to treat them. We know how to honor them. We know how to respect them. We don't micromanage them. We don't put undue pressure on them. We don't constantly criticize them, but we encourage them. You get better production from people through encouragement. You coordinators out there, you leaders of ministry out there, you get better production through people when you love people, when you edify, speak edifying words to them, when you speak in kindness to them, when you are patient with them, and when you praise them. Be mindful just because a person in authority possesses Christ-like qualities does not mean they are pushover. Now, it's weird to be humble in our leadership positions, but sometimes people take your meekness for weakness. Did you, you get what I'm saying? Now, now I'm going to be humble, but don't, don't test me now. <laughs> don't test me. Don't, 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 please, please don't test me. Now, all of me is saved. But don't test me. Don't put me in a position where I have to exercise my pastoral authority. I don't like doing that, but I will if I have to. Because if we let devilish things get away, it promotes more devilish stuff. Do I get a witness out there? So excuse me. I ain't a pushover. I'm not a doormat to be walked over. Meekness does not mean weakness but rather it is power under control. It is power under control. Number seven, encouragement sets others up for success. Encouragement sets others up for success, especially when they are struggling with self-pity. Some people have regrets of their failures. Uh, They're struggling with self-doubt. They're struggling with fear. They're just nervous as they can be. And they have memories of their previous failures. And so uh, they need a lot of encouragement. Paul used the example of his own life to be an encouragement to the church at Philippi. Paul used the example of his own life to be an encouragement to the church at Philippi. In Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14, it says, No, dear brother, brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. But I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. So Paul said, look at what I've done. Look at me, you know, and I want you to do as I've done. I said, forget the things of the past, the bad things of the past, looking forward. This is, this is how Paul lived a successful Christian life. Look at the things that's lying ahead. Don't think about all those past failures. Don't let Satan use uh, your failure to define you today. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Jesus Christ is calling us. People will never forget your words of encouragement when others have doubted their own potential. A lot of people are where they are today because someone loved them enough to encourage them. Number eight, 
Encouragement is valuable because it helps provides reassurance to people when they are fretful, stressed, and worried. Encouragement is valuable because it helps provide reassurance to people when they are fretful, stressed, and worried. First Thessalonians 5.11, our theme text, is therefore encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. Words of encouragement brings relief. Words of, of encouragement bring comfort. Words of encouragement bring hope. Words of encouragement will help others who are down to rise up and live again. Number nine, encouragement is therapeutic. It's therapeutic in that it heals, it restores. The word of encouragement is therapeutic. It heals, it restores, it refreshes, and revives others who are in dire need of it, as well as the one who gives it. You get blessed when you encourage others. I reiterate, you get blessed when you encourage others. Proverbs 12, 25 says, anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. In the midst of so much bad news, people just need to hear good, hear a good word. When a believer is filled with the Holy Spirit and possesses the joy of the Lord, only then will you be able to give a good word which gladdens the heart of others. What kind of word are you giving? Are you giving a word that gladdens the heart? Or are you giving a word that saddens and grieves the heart? Uh, number 10, words of encouragement and appreciation have a way of healing broken relationships. When you encourage others in the faith, it has a way of healing broken relationships. 2 Corinthians 13, 11b says, grow to maturity. Encourage each other, live in harmony and peace. Then the God of love and peace will be with you. The scripture says we must grow to spiritual maturity before we can encourage one another. Now, if you're a spiritual babe, we can't expect you to encourage one another simply because you are a taker. Babies take. They're in it for what they can get. This is mine, mine. No, no. Why? Why? Hurt people will hurt people. I say it again. Hurt People will hurt people. You cannot encourage others if your emotional pain has caused you to become mean, critical. You can't help others if you're bitter and uncaring. Therefore, ask the Lord to heal you so that you are able to apply the loving salve of encouragement to others who are hurting around you. Number 11, encouragement lifts the spirit of those who are depressed oppressed, burdened, and shackled. Encouragement lifts the spirit of those who are depressed, oppressed, burdened, and shackled. Now, this is a big scripture here. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 16 through 18. It says, May the Lord show mercy to the household of Onesiphorus, because he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. On the contrary, when he was in Rome, he searched hard for me. Look, Onesiphorus searched hard for me until he found me. He didn't know where he was until he found me. May the Lord grant that he will find mercy from the Lord on that day. You know very well in how many ways 
He helped me in Ephesus. Listen closely, my friends. Unconditional love will affirm and refresh those who are going through tragedy. Unconditional love will affirm and help those who are going through trials and trouble. Never are we to rejoice in the hardships and adversity of others. Never are we to rejoice in the hardships and adversity of others, for you do not know what crisis you will encounter tomorrow. It is through times of adversity that you discover who your true friends really are. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, I'm your friend. I'm your best. We, we buddy buddies, sisters, sisters, sorrow, sorrow, frat, frat, whatever, whatever. But let a little trouble rise in. I don't know about that. <laughs> Onesiphorus was a genuine friend who made the trip from Ephesus to Rome and persisted in looking for Paul until he found him. Look where he found him. In a Roman prison chained to a Roman soldier. I'm not going to jail. I don't want to be identified with him. They're going to talk about me if they see me in jail with him. 2 Timothy 1.16 says, The Lord grant mercy to the house of Onesiphorus, for he often refreshed me. And look at this. Underline this. And was not ashamed of my chains. And was not ashamed of my chains. I, uh, I wonder who prayed for that, that officer who, who had his knee on George's neck. I believe he needs a visit, you know. I wonder who's praying for, uh, for the persons involved in that verdict that was rendered, whatever side you were on. I'm not going to talk about that. Because if I'm in favor, you make somebody mad. If, you, if I'm against it, you make somebody mad. It's best that I pass. I stay out of it. Yes. I stay out of it and pray. And accept the things I can't change. But that young man needs prayer. If you know that young man needs, needs prayer, won't you, won't you say amen? amen? Okay, now you said a big amen. Did you pray for him? I believe some of y'all get too mad to pray. And was not ashamed of my change. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.